0: I'm London Mitchell, staying in contact. It's good to have you along. Those who know me know about my long affiliation with the disabilities community, including my work as president of Ohio Public Images, and most recently, my appointment to the Toledo-Lucas County Commission on Disabilities. One of the standing agenda items for the commission is the Five Eyes of Disabilities Justice. This morning, we are going to discuss the Five Eyes with the author, Toledo City Council Member Sam Meldon. The Five Eyes represent a guideline for local governments to debate whether pending legislation is disability-friendly. In other words, in keeping with the efforts to make the community more accessible. Sam told me, he developed the Five Eyes for Disability Justice while working on his master's degree at the University of Toledo.
1: I wanted my project to be something that was meaningful to me and hopefully a, uh, a, a contribution to my community. And as I thought about, you know, something that I'm very passionate about, which is, you know, uh, accessibility and inclusion and, and people with disabilities finding uh, less barriers to their own success and well-being in this community, and then also another area of interest, which is public policy, you know, as I think about my role on Toledo City Council, what was interesting was I, I felt like there was a bit of a gap there, and the gap was between local lawmakers or, or even lawmakers at the local level. I believe the five eyes of disability justice could be a framework applied to many different settings. So I started to think about what are some of the challenges that that lawmakers at a local level experience could be state, but primarily city and county in a municipal context. What are some of the challenges they face in terms of wanting to make their communities more accessible and inclusive? And how could there possibly be a tool? Could well I guess the question was could there be a tool that could help them kind of bridge those gaps. And at the same time, I think about, you know, so many of the advocates that you and I both know and, and activists in the disability rights movement uh, throughout, you know, the, you know, the, the last century, really. Um, and what are some of the gaps between their work and local lawmakers? And so my hope was to create a bridge of sorts between those two groups of people to help them have a shared language, uh, a shared understanding of priorities, and ultimately, it created it. It, it culminated in this framework for local lawmakers—a bit of a policy checklist of sorts—that you could put any local policy through, and ideally, ensure that it was a disability-friendly piece of public policy.
0: So, your five eyes, and we'll go through those. This is a way for lawmakers, if I understand correctly, to look at legislation that's being proposed, and in the debate over the legislation, ensure that it is uh, disability friendly. Yeah,
1: exactly right. So, anytime you know, I, I think again, so many you know people in people in local office they they get into that work. Hopefully it's not always true, but most of the time it is true that they get into that work to, to simply make their community better. And it maybe they have a certain area of focus or passion area that they want to really drive at or think about most. But then the truth is they're faced with everything. I mean, you know, you think about simply approving the budget and you're allocating resources and, and dollars out of funds to get the work of a municipality done. And so um, it's hard to be kind of a jack of all trades, even though a lot of <laughs> uh, electeds try, you know, try to think that they're experts on everything. Um, the Five Eyes of Disability Justice is, is simply a, a set of questions and priorities to help lawmakers make sure that this policy is gonna help the disability community.
0: Let's go through each, uh, each one of your eyes, if we may.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. So the, the first one that I think is, is just really important is involvement. And so as you think about involvement, the, the idea, this really hits at the mantra of the disability rights movement, as I understand it anyway. And that is nothing about us without us. For any lawmaker to have some concept or idea that they think is going to help people with disabilities, um, well, you, you can't really be sure of that unless you involve people with disabilities in the process. And so you think about something that is really particularly interesting to our local Toledo community right now, and that is accessible playgrounds. It's one thing to say, we're going to rebuild this playground and make it accessible. Um, It's the only way you can really ensure that it's, it's a good project though, is to actually involve both, you know, children with disabilities and the parents of those children. And so involvement is a really, a really crucial step. The next one is inclusion. And that might sound like the same thing but it's actually very different. And that is to say, does this project help create more inclusivity um, for people with disabilities in the community? So think about like a a suite of summer programming. And I'm thinking about that because the the city with some of our American American Rescue Plan dollars um, funded a lot of summer programming. It's one thing to say, there's going to be a baseball, a t-ball league over here, and there's going to be music lessons and, and swim lessons. Okay, so in, in a swim lesson, does that mean that we're going to have one class for, you know, quote-unquote everyone who, who can swim, and then we're going to have a separate class for kids with disabilities? Or are we going to try to create programming that would actually include kids with disabilities in the regular swim class so involvement is to make sure that people with disabilities are involved in the creation of the policy in in, um, inclusion is the idea that we need to make sure that this policy is actually inclusive for them the other one the next one the third one is independence and this is the idea that Every dollar spent, I believe, obviously, I believe all of this because I'm the one who created the framework. But the reason I put independence in there is because the independent living movement, I think, is so important for, uh, in the context of the disability rights movement in this country. And so it was just important for, I think it's important for local lawmakers to think about, is this project, um, I think about transportation, I think about, um, you know, health care possibly. How does this help foster independence? Um, Those two have a a long history that we don't even have time to get into in terms of how important, um, you know, I think about transportation and healthcare, how those have been really, really interrelated to the independent living movement
0: in this country. Staying in contact, I'm London Mitchell. We are chatting with Sam Milden, who developed the Five Eyes for Disability Justice as a guideline for local governments to determine if pending legislation supports efforts to make the community more accessible. Now, we've discussed involvement, inclusion, and independence. So, Sam, what's next?
1: The fourth one is intersectionality. And the reason uh, intersectionality was so important to have in this framework is, and, and clearly, as you can tell, there's a bit of a theme here, which is I didn't make up any of these concepts. Uh, certainly didn't invent any of these terms. They have a long history uh, of significance and importance led by incredible historic, really, activists uh, and, and bright minds. Um, and intersectionality is obviously, A part of that. But intersectionality in the context of this framework is simply meant to help the lawmaker think about other uh, other aspects of a person with a disability in their human experience. So if it's an issue of healthcare, or if it's an issue of transportation, or if it's an issue of uh, financial well-being, and you're thinking about a person with a disability, you cannot only think about that person through the lens of their disability, you have to think about other aspects of their human experience as well. Um, And there are so many wonderful minds and scholars out there who have tilled this ground, uh, but I think it's really important at the local level to consider that. Now, I wanna make a quick caveat here, and perhaps even an asterisk on the conversation. When you get to the point of intersectionality in this framework, it's important to circle back to involvement. And that might seem uh, maybe confusing or to some people might seem like relieving that I'm saying this. But the reason I say it's important is because if you think about involvement on the front end, but then as you get to intersectionality, you haven't quite considered, oh, wait, yeah, I involved people with disabilities, but it was a very homogenous group of people from a ethnicity and racial um you know aspect and so you want to think about do we have people of color with disabilities in this involvement uh in that part of the conversation so that's it's just important as you get to the intersectionality piece to circle back to involvement and the last one is really for uh the administrator it is for the lawmaker and the, the government entity, and that is implementation. Simply to say uh, th- this this I in the framework is really meant to say, we can have all the best ideas in the world, but if we cannot implement them, or if they are too hard to implement, then it's not worth pursuing because it's not going to make a material difference in the lives of people with disabilities within a community. And so that is, the, the cycle and the framework, it ends with implementation on purpose, um, because that's really the, it's kind of the kind of the final step. All right, we have this idea. We've involved people with disabilities. We are confident that it is an inclusive piece of legislation. It's going to increase inclusion in this community. It is in line with the independent living movement does not make people with disabilities reliant upon a facility uh, or a particular uh, system or program. It considers the whole person. It, it, it keeps in mind the intersections of life that everyone brings in a community and it's able to be implemented. And so that's the, that's the Five Eyes framework. And I think that to the degree that a local lawmaker thinks about these things and that activists and and organizing groups can hold them accountable to this uh, policy framework, I think we're gonna have more more thoughtful and more helpful public policy at the local level.
0: Involvement, inclusion, independence, intersectionality, and implementation. The five eyes of disability justice. We'll continue our discussion with Sam Meldon next week at the same time. In the meantime, please feel free to reach out to me through my webpage, londonmitchell.news. Have a great weekend.